Welcome to The Basic Vet, the podcast with a beard, tattoos, and no fucks. It's politically incorrect, it's abrasive, it's unapologetic, and it's probably fucking funny. I'm your host, Shannon Smith. Here you'll find out what it's like being a vet on a day-to-day basis, the unspoken struggles you don't hear about, and some honest stories from my time in our beloved Marine Corps. So grab a beer and throw out all those fucks you've had in your pocket, because where we're going, you don't need any fucks. Ah, millennials. A topic near and dear to my heart, considering the fact that I am technically a millennial, made it by two years. Millennials are anyone born between the years of 1981 and 1996. And uh, I consider anyone from the early 80s to really not even be a part of the millennial generation because they're much different people. Went through a lot of the same things. I mean, technology really, really advanced uh, in the late 80s and internet became available and things got to us a lot faster um, than the generations before us. So yeah, I, I did get to take part in that. And there's a lot of that that I'm happy for and thankful for. Uh, the, the millennials are the first generation to grow up and become adults in the new millennium. That's why they're called that. And they're the first generation to grow up with the internet. So that's kind of a big deal. I don't know if you've heard of the internet, but it's uh, not something small. Now we can get into the internet history, not my internet history. I'm not getting into that. As a matter of fact, let me make sure I delete that shit right after we're done here. But uh, the government actually started the internet back in the 1960s just as a way to share information. And that's really what its intent is to this day is to share information. It's just been uh, adulterated in such a way that it's a bit different now. It's still information, but not what it used to be. Now, back in the 60s, when you would record information, you had to actually travel to where the computer was that the information was recorded, or you had to have these big, huge magnetic tapes that looked like, uh, if you think of old movie reels, you'd have to have those mailed to you through snail mail, and then you had to have a device to be able to read that data and, and let you look at it. And computers back then, especially in the 60s when things were first coming out, they were gigantic. So the computer that was probably used to record the information in the data was about the size of your living room. Now, I'm not sure how big the computer was to actually just display it back to you, but still, it, it gives you the idea that it was not easy to make data quickly available to people, especially at long distances. So the fact that we can get information in milliseconds nowadays from all the way across the world is amazing. So way, way back in 1957, uh, Russia launched Sputnik. You might have heard of Sputnik before. It's a little satellite that Russia launched into orbit. And that got the United States really, really worried. In particular, we were worried about uh, if we could still share information after a nuclear attack. So that is what led to what was called ARPANET back in the day. And ARPANET led to what we consider the modern internet now. When you go into your browser and type in uporn or whatever the fuck it is you're looking at, that's how it's so available so quickly. Is because all that work was done back in the day just to make sure that we could still share porn after the world was pretty much blown up with a, a nuclear bomb. So that should uh, give you some comfort, yeah? Now, back in 1983, that January of 1983 in particular was considered 
the official birthday of the internet. And coincidentally, 1983 is when I was born. So that's kind of nifty. But the reason why it was considered to be the official birthday of the internet is because that's when what they call TCP IP was created. And that's basically internet protocol. And TCP IP allowed different computer systems, different types of computer systems to speak to each other. So think of you having a walkie talkie and the only people that can hear you on the walkie talkie are people with the exact same make and model walkie talkie you have. Now, if you got a walkie talkie that could broadcast to several different types of walkie talkies, that'd be a hell of a lot more useful and be a lot more available to people of all types, which is basically what happened. TCP IP made that possible, which made the, you know, what we have as a modern internet possible. Um, now, it wasn't really until 10 years after the official birth of the internet in 83, about 10 years later, that's when the internet was really accessible to everyone because computers became cheaper. Now, back in 93, they weren't the cheapest thing in the world still, but um, a lot of families could afford to put a computer in their house and those computers could get access to the internet and share information. Now, that information way back in the day, if you remember, uh, it was dial-up connections. So it connected to your phone line and it used your phone line in order to download and send um, bytes of information across those wires, which eventually that was wildly modified too and made a hell of a lot quicker as well. Because nowadays you don't hear anybody with a little screeching fax machine noise when they connect to the internet. It just doesn't happen anymore. I remember back in the 90s when they came out with uh, the T1 connections, which is basically what colleges and big businesses had. And I think that may have been the first fiber connection. I'm not entirely sure, but that might have been what it was. But that connection was ridiculously fast. And with the internet speeds getting faster and faster, that led to a generation of people that just want things now. And they want it with the, the least amount of effort they can possibly put in. And speaking of speed, there's a bunch of um, sirens and everything outside you can probably hear. Hopefully they get to that fire fast. And then we won't have to hear it anymore. All right. Back on topic. So the life lessons that people used to learn take way less time than they used to. Um, things like work ethic, customer service, just basic common courtesies. They are missed. They don't really learn them anymore because they don't see the need to. Working at places like McDonald's and grocery stores and gas stations that used to be a stepping stone job just to teach you how to become a good employee teach you how to manage some finances and teach you how to integrate yourself into the workforce so that you can eventually get a career and support a family and be on your own. Um, shoot, even, even our language has gotten shorter. People shorten words that really have no need to be shortened. Let's think of the word later. Some people use the word late. What? That word's already fucking short enough. You don't need to make it shorter. Um, so that bleeds into the customer service aspect and, and common courtesies. They don't take the time to say things like ma'am or sir, or thank you and please. And that shit's just gone and it's bullshit. That's just part of being a good, good person. 
And now these kids are living with their parents until they're in their 30s pretty much on a regular basis. It's as far as I know, kids these days, you expect them to live with their parents until they're at least into their 20s. And when I was growing up, it was my parents were trying to get me out of the house as soon as they could. So they were giving me those lessons quick, fast, and in a hurry, but they still took time and it was just in order to get me out of the house and get me on my own. Not that they hated me and they just wanted me gone. They just knew that that's what it was going to take to be a decent person in society. And that's a whole other topic. Being a, de- being a decent person in society, that's kind of gone to the wayside too. Nobody cares about common courtesies. Nobody cares about manners. Who says ma'am and sir nowadays? Nobody. And if they do, it's usually not meant as a courtesy. It's meant as a, a slight or a slap in the face, which is a bit ridiculous if you ask me. And along with the job topic is uh, vocational jobs. If you think about vocational jobs, electricians, plumbers, mechanics, there's not a big focus on those nowadays, and there really, really should be because there's a shortage of those type of jobs and those people in the job markets, and we need them. We really need them. Buy yourself a house, especially an older house. See how long it takes you to need one of those guys to come to your house and fix something that you can't. And then look at the bill and have fun with that. Ever since I bought a house, I've never been more aware of how much those guys make and how much their time is worth than now. Now, the reason that the vocational jobs really aren't a focus is because when I was growing up, it was gearing towards education were what uh, my parents focused on a lot. And it was, you need to go to college, you need to get a degree, you need that piece of paper, or you're never going to get a good job anywhere. And that turns out, is not the only thing that matters when you get a job. You don't have to have that piece of paper in order to get a good job. Sure, you may have to work harder, but it doesn't mean that the end-all be-all is going to college. It's absolutely not the end-all be-all. There's nothing wrong with it, and it's a very good idea to go get an education and get that piece of paper because there's a lot of lessons you learn in college that you can't really learn on the outside. The big thing is you need to marry your education that you got in school with the education that you get outside of school and put those together. You can't just be a book smart person and expect to get along perfectly in society. There's some hard lessons that you're going to learn out there when it comes to that too. And uh, the, uh, another reason why these kids are staying at the stepping stone jobs more like McDonald's and grocery stores and stuff is because look, look at minimum wage. They, People fought for how long to get minimum wage up to, what was it, $15 an hour? So you're going to McDonald's making $15 an hour? I remember making $7.50 an hour the first time, and I was thrilled to be able to take that check home, which was next to nothing. So when you've got people working at those jobs making that amount of money, especially if they still live at home with their parents, where's the fire under their ass to get out of the house and to go make something more themselves? There really isn't one. And that leads to entitlement which you see everywhere around the world nowadays. Everybody's fucking entitled. I deserve this. I deserve that. No, you don't deserve shit. I mean, it seems like nowadays the modern, the modern um, theme and the dream is to become some sort of a fucking influencer. And that just turns people into trash humans, if you ask me. Platforms like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, which now X, uh, YouTube, 
Oh, kids nowadays think that they're just going to become famous on one of those platforms and never have to worry that they're going to make tons of money and everybody's going to love them. And that's just going to be their life. That's not the fucking case at all. Back when YouTube first came out, you used to be able to make good money on there just by putting in some hard work and putting up content. That's not the same anymore. You have to check so many fucking boxes nowadays to make money on those platforms. It's ridiculous. You've got to have good content. You've got to have regular content. You've got to hit the algorithm which who in the fuck knows what that algorithm's favoring nowadays or at the certain moment in time. It's ridiculous. You see a lot of influencers that are just flat out fake. Hell, nowadays there's even AI influencers. This is getting fucking ridiculous. This, this idea of becoming wealthy by becoming famous as an influencer needs to be thrown in the garbage. I fucking hate it. It makes trash humans, which is going to lead to a trash society. It sucks. Now, another problem with the new generation is the amount of jobs that they have in a short period of time because they see no need to, to stay at a certain job and put the work in and achieve those certain goals and move up the ladder. Even if it is at McDonald's, you can move up the ladder, go from making fries to heading out to the register Go from the register to doing the drive-through, and the drive-through eventually you could work into management. Now that shouldn't be your final goal, but shit, have some aspirations and have some goals somewhere. And it's not just millennials and the younger generation that has that issue nowadays. It's uh, adults, you know. Well, not just adults, but older generations that now can't retire, like they thought they were going to be able to. They have to get into those jobs too, and. They'll also bounce around from job to job to job. I mean, I experienced it as well when I was hiring people for um, one of my jobs. And I met a lot of older people that had a resume with tons of jobs on it where they jumped multiple jobs in a year. A part of that is a result of the economy and the job market not being as robust as it used to be. But that, that creates other problems. And people start to fall into that, uh, that idea that it doesn't really matter. I'm just going to do this job to the least of my abilities and take home a paycheck. And that's kind of crappy. But it doesn't help that companies really don't give a shit about employer retention nowadays because so many people jump from job to job. They're just going to get somebody else to do the same thing that that person did at possibly an even cheaper rate. Which leads to them not giving a crap about making changes that will make employees stay because they're so worried about that bottom line and making more money and more money and more money that they tend to forget that there's employees there that make them that money and they pretty much treat them like trash. Now, to an extent, the bottom line has always been a business's top priority. They have to make money, but they just seem to treat people as disposable, as garbage now. You know, they don't care about attrition which when a company doesn't care about attrition, that tends to attract lower quality people, which in turn don't care about that job, like I mentioned. And in turn, they, they turn out crap quality products or crap quality service. It's just a, a vicious cycle that we've somehow got to stop in one way or another. And customer service these days is just crap. You are extremely lucky to get really good customer service from a company which is why I leave great reviews to a company that does give good customer service because they deserve it 
and it's rare. And um, millennials in particular these days, they don't care about traditional common courtesy. You know, a while back I mentioned people don't say ma'am or sir, and if they do, it's usually meant as an insult and not a good thing. You don't have to run around calling everybody ma'am and calling everybody sir, but when you're in the customer service industry of in one way or another, yeah, definitely call people ma'am or sir, ma'am or sir, especially if that uh, opportunity presents itself. Now, if we keep going in the direction of these crazy pronouns and stuff, people are going to be scared to say ma'am and sir too. So now what the hell do you do? I, I think uh, society just needs a general gigantic slap back by about 15 years just to start over and, and get back to basics. Now, it's not to say all millennials are bad, and I'm not just shitting on millennials in particular because I feel like it. Being, I mean, if I did, I'd be shitting on myself. And um, I don't want to do that because I was raised as a millennial, but I was raised um, as an elder millennial. We'll just call it that, right? And this new millennials, take some lessons from your elder millennials, the ones that have been through a little more shit and may know a, a, a slight thing or two more about society and life. I should have a hat made that says elder millennial on it. We could make that a whole movement. Listen to your elder millennials, right? And elder millennials, listen to your elders. We, uh, we seem to have forgotten that there's a very important lesson to be learned from basically every person that's been on this earth longer than us. They've seen more shit, they've been through more shit, and uh, they can give you some sage advice to make life a little easier on yourself and those around you. So I'm going to do my best to become a better person. And I hope a lot of you out there continuously work to become better people as well. And, uh, you know, maybe when you need that tube of toothpaste, instead of just ordering it in a few hours, get in your car and go down to the store and pick it up. And uh, be nice to the customer service person. Give them a smile and ask them how they're doing. Maybe you'll make their day. Oh, and one thing I wanted to touch on before I get out of here is the, the new generation in the military. I can't even fathom what uh, the millennials, because I was um, obviously a millennial in the military and having to lead younger millennials. And um, I mean, it wasn't so bad then, but I can only imagine what it's like now with everything that happened around COVID time and just the craziness that came out and influenced the new generation. Just, uh, I wonder what they're going through in there. I wonder if they have any hair left on their head at all. It's gotta be a very big challenge to lead those types of people into being successful while maintaining your cool and trying to understand where they're coming from got to be difficult. I'm very glad I don't have to deal with that because I might not make it. I'd probably lose my mind and get in some sort of trouble. So hats off to all you leaders out there in the military that are dealing with this new generation and, and uh, guiding them to be the best people that they can. But I think that's about all I have time for today. 
in the in the next podcast, I might get into the fact that the Navy has recently removed its uh, requirement to have a GED in order to become enlisted. And that is true. I made sure and I called a recruiter just before I started this podcast to, to make sure that it was true. And it is. Of course, he said, well, yeah, you have to score at least a 50 on the ASVAB, which ain't much. And uh, you have to have a clean record. So that's a good topic in itself. And I'll, I'll probably touch on that in the next podcast. But uh, until then, take it easy out there and be good people. To everyone that listened to this podcast, thank you. Thank you for taking that time out of your day to listen to me bitch babble and complain. I really appreciate it. And all of my active duty friends out there, I want to say thank you for signing on that dotted line so that I can continue to enjoy my freedom and be a lazy fucker that just records his voice into a microphone all day and put it on the internet. And to those of you that say, just let it go, I say, fuck you. I'm never letting go of my commitment to excellence. And don't you let it go either. I'm out.